is Will Tinkin. Thanks for listening to the Bitter Comics Comics Podcast. And here's your host, JT Foreman. Good job, dude. Can I have a high five? Yes. Good job. That's really nice. Hello, this is JT Foreman, and welcome to episode 105 of the Bitter Comics Podcast. I'm here with two very good friends of mine, Ben Kaplan. Yo, what's up? Benjamin, not Benji. <laughs> yes. And the the lovely, the talented, the hilarious, the generous, the sweet, the kind, the understanding, the very blushing, <laughs> Christy Farley. And, uh... Uh, Top Gun. We're, yeah. we're recording Top here Gun. near Top Gun. Uh, no, actually, <laughs> we're, we're in the just, danger zone. We're, yeah, we are in the danger zone. No, the tourist <laughs> place that Ben works at where we're recording is near the airport, and that was a jet going by. Yeah. Um, what uh, an introduction, though. Yes, uh, a Chris, jet. Chris <laughs> with, with the. Uh, uh, what is the the string things on your on your shirt there called? Ooh, oh, these are bad. called tassels. Um, <laughs> oh, tassels. I'm really I'm really into tassels. The, the tassels on the sleeves. That's, yeah, that's no, cool. I love it because it's a very like retro '60s look, and also yeah. because like when I get bored, I'm like a cat. I can just like play with it. Yeah. Well, you know, is it retro <laughs> retro '60s? And then you made a '70s comment when you walked in the door. Yes, I did. Uh, well, <laughs> would you share that with us? Well, uh, it just so happens this is a lovely establishment, <laughs> but it just so happens to Let me apologize resemble. Before I put you down, <laughs> that's what <laughs> I do. But it just so happens to resemble a place that may or may not film pornography in the 1970s. So, <laughs> and you know, I, I, I guess I hadn't thought about that, but you're right, and I want to. I do want to thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> Uh, uh, that's a great, uh, um, and I, I was, I was saying, uh, after you commented on that earlier, I was saying, well, you know, actually that's our plan is to film a seventies porn. So I hope you didn't shave today, but, uh, uh you no. wouldn't tell me whether you did or not. So um, I don't, I don't I think I would watch a porno in that. Uh, maybe it's cause I spent too much time here, but I don't think I would watch a porno that was shot here. Really? Maybe I just know how dirty this place is. No, that's true. Well, you know, some people like it dirty. We're not here to judge. Look at the carpet, man. We're here to ridicule. It is a stain. The carpet is a stain. (laughs) It's one giant stain. (laughs) Like this carpet used to be white. Yeah, it's it's blue blue. now. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a really funny color transition. Like not darker, but just a different color. Instead of turning blue. Well, it's like the the cups that you have here that I've got my glass of water in. They're like sort of white, translucent, and they turn red when they get cold yeah I, I put the water in. i put it down kind of looked away when i came back it was red i was like did i get cherry kool-aid i don't remember getting cherry kool-aid your That's first time is very jarring yes yeah. i i had that same experience there's blue ones too it gets nice. it's but crazy. the filter on your water in the fridge is very good so this oh is nice one, so i'm happy I'll hold on one moment i'm gonna take a drink of water now i'm gonna go on yelp real quick and review the filter now that i know it's a good one I wasn't sure. I just had my own opinion, but now, I, now, <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, we begin once again with our opening segment. JT was a real prick last week, in which I apologize for the cruel, offensive, and probably racist things I said last episode. Now, this is episode one hundred and five. So, for my insensitivity on episode one hundred and four, I would like to apologize to black people, force fields, video streaming. Party, just the concept of party, and prayer. 
If you'd like to know why I'm apologizing to each of these things, check out episode 104 and all our previous episodes at bittercomics.podbean.com. If you would like to subscribe to the podcast, just go to that website, scroll down a little bit, and on the right-hand side of the page, there are buttons to click on to subscribe using iTunes, Google, or My Yahoo. Or just go into the iTunes store and search for Bitter Comics, and we're there. And if you feel I owe any additional apologies, or to make any comments... Send us an email to bittercomics at hotmail.com, and in the subject line, please put, you got all your facts about Mormons wrong. (laughs) I would love to talk about, like, four of those things. Can we just go to, like, (laughs) can we just go back to last week? (laughs) Well, last episode, I I did it over at my buddy Colton Contreras' house. Yeah, I listened to it. And whenever, you did, so what did you, whenever he and I start talking, it gets real deep. No, it really does. Like, I did not laugh. Well, I didn't laugh for the majority of the episode, but I was just enthralled. Because yeah. uh, he, he knows he a, lot to about know, a lot about lot. Yeah, about theology. That, he's really confident in the shit he makes up. <laughs> I'm not sure which it is. You know, I don't think it matters in today's Believability, uh, yeah. You know, is, right. you, you just, it's like karaoke. It's yeah. not about being a good singer. It's, it's about, about singing being, loudly and with confidence. Being into it, you yeah. know. So, uh, but yeah. It's, Backing uh, yourself up. We, we got really deep. So if you want a deep conversation, check definitely check out episode 104. With uh, Colton Contreras and Nick Castillo. Nick doesn't talk much. Yeah, he didn't. He was very... It's every like he would chime I, in like twice. Yeah, I've, I've had him on the podcast like five or six times. And having uh, uh, him on the podcast is like uh, having one less person on the show, but then somebody adds a footnote or two. Mm. Uh. He'll, just, he'll just have a, a, a short comment uh, every, every... like I think he said like one sentence twice. Uh, you know, just he said two things short, just a little bit to add. Mm. But he he seems to enjoy being a part of the audience. <coughs> He's a listener. And participating, yeah. yes. Yeah. It feels weird talking about somebody that I have never met, uh, that I listened to for an hour. Like, is, does that make sense? Well, it's like, great. Absolutely. I love, I love it feels weird I to actually, me. I, oh. I find that with podcasts, like, I feel like a lot of the podcasts that I listen to a lot, like, I feel like I could walk up to that person and just start talking yeah, as though we were friends. Yeah, just strike But the weird thing is, like, they would not recipro- They would have no reason to reciprocate that. You know, like it, it, it. I did that to one person. I was uh, a podcast that I uh, like listened to, and I went on it and uh, talked to the guy, and I like made fun of him yeah. in a way that like it was about uh, like his balding, and like I listened to the podcast so much that like I just sort of felt like we had a friendly relationship, and like I found out like a week later that he took it really offensively because like <gasps> oh, we no. didn't. We, it was the first time I had ever really met him, but oh, I felt no. like we had some sort of rapport because yeah, like, I don't know. No, I totally understand what you're it's talking weird, about. It's so personal. Yeah, like, half the time, it really I'm, is. Listening in my with my earphones yeah. anyway. You know. Like if I saw Bill you know. Burr on the street, yeah, right? I really feel like I could just be like, hey, okay, so like first things first, yeah. big fan. But also, <laughs> hey, go fuck yourself. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, Jesus I, Christ. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 you, if you listen to someone, you know, whether do in podcasts or you see them on TV all the time or whatever, you you do start to feel like you've gotten to know them. But yeah. of course, yeah, you have the, not. The, the the whole thing is has been very one sided. Yeah. I mean, it's you, like stand up, really. They, you, maybe you have gotten to know them, but they haven't gotten to know you at all. Yeah, no. you know, it's it's like, uh, it, and and so if you if you start opening up, all of a sudden you're gonna you're gonna freak them. It's like you go on a first date and, and you say <laughs> something like, "Okay, well, I, I have herpes." It, it relationships over, and you know what? She might too, and so it actually doesn't matter. But the fact that you opened up so much on that first date. 
has ruined everything. Well, that's that's and an STD. That's I mean, well, like, yeah, but you know, if, if you if, if you, you open up with like, if you open up with like, like, hey, how are you doing? I was abused as a child. Like, it's uh, like, yeah, whoa, that's just like, TMI. Whoa. <laughs> that's probably a better, that's, that is probably better. Uh, better. She enough. might it's be more, It's not like it's not like that. That happened to the she person. Was. That's totally, yeah. you know, that's understandable. But the fact that you're like willing to say, willing to share immediately is also thing. a telling detail well, about yeah, your personality. You do have to make sure in any relationship or any kind of yeah. exchange that you're relationship with that person can bear the weight of your personal life because yeah. if it's just like if they really don't give a shit about you and it's like hey we're acquaintances if you open up to them it's going to be the same response like oh really that's shitty see you later i'm going to go to starbucks like it you know yeah. <laughs> well you know it's it's like i i told you guys my my theory of dating when you first start dating someone you're not dating them yet yeah you're dating their representative yeah. absolutely and after when their representative thinks you're ready to learn the things about them <laughs> then they start letting the, the actual person come to the date every once well, in a while you're touching on a pretty important subject in in communication which is vulnerability yeah and yeah. people are really scared to be yeah. vulnerable yes yes they are and depending on how scared they are that's how they behave and how much they share it's just well, it's, it's I, crazy I, I think i overshare when i meet first meet people i mean i i i uh i I came to the conclusion that dignity the only purpose of dignity and self-respect is to prevent you from doing things you want to do uh and you know i i um i i missed out on opportunities not realizing they were there so many times Hmm. that i'd rather overstep than not step at all that's actually really smart i can't tell you know I, I, i i don't have the you know there's some people who can just they they just have that that empathic ability to mm-hmm. to know when okay we've been dating for two two months now okay now it's okay to ask if I kiss her or now it's okay I, it's not I, about I can't, time I can't well really. no 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 it's not about time it's about like I said reading it's, it's the situation that, that reading that, yeah, that empathic uh, you know that ability of empathy mm-hmm. to be able to to sense when that other person is ready and I don't have that. I, I can't I can't tell. Hmm. So I just jump in and and oh uh I I <laughs> I I take a great risk of, of ruining it, you know, that that opening up too early. Yeah. But if I don't do that, I will never open up and hmm. then they get tired of waiting, you know. So you can't just wait for a short? Well, I can't I I can't or... tell when the right time is. Hmm. You know, it's uh, uh, I, I I don't have that I that ability to read uh, to to read read the the person, and I don't just mean dating someone. And okay, is it time to ask them to have sex now? It's you know, it's just any kind of kind of thing. Well, that, you take a deep breath and you step back and you look at how much trust you've built. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of a well, go-to and, and I can't, meter I can't, for me. I can't tell, and um, I. Uh, I, I gotta answer the phone. I'm sorry. Give me just a minute. We're gonna pause the podcast. <laughs> I have to clear pictures. Okay. Uh, uh, she she can't stop laughing now. I totally <laughs> okay? can. I'm fine. Monkey pooping. <laughs> you know, just from now on, anytime I want to make Christy laugh, I'm just gonna look at her and say, "Monkey pooping." <laughs> I can't believe it worked the third time. <laughs> Oh, okay. 40 minutes. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. 40 minutes. I'm mature. <laughs> <laughs> I made her laugh for 40 minutes. All right, so uh, the reason uh, I had to pause the podcast for a moment was I got a call from 
from my lady. Uh, she she called, it stopped raining, she hung up, called back. So the thing that was so important was that she wants to go see a movie, and the movie she wants to go see is uh, Fault in Our Stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the, the title of that, and which... Um, as uh, as Christy has described it, it is a movie about two teenagers dying of cancer. Yeah. Who are in love with each other? Yeah. Oh, they're teenagers. It's perfect. Yes. It's like an existential uh, crisis ugh. wrapped in a gross hormone romance, and then and then it, and then it's, it's sad. It's fucking sad. They're okay. both dying from cancer. It's it's not enough sadness that only one of them is dying from I cancer. Think oh no. Both of them. I think they the guy. I the guy is dying of something else, right? They, I, I've never seen the movie. There's no way they could have just met and both been diagnosed with cancer. They like, met in a support group. Okay, I was gonna say that had to be as like that. <laughs> oh, that would be so awful. And awful. they both got <laughs> diagnosed. <laughs> <laughs> they were hanging out in a toxic See, waste dump. I can't buy. <laughs> I can't buy into that storyline. I can't buy into that storyline because I've been a teenager and I know how stupid I was at the time. So it's like. I can't buy into the love story because it only makes sense because they're both dying. It's like yeah. if they both weren't dying, they'd go to college in a couple of years, break up, and and find that they're very different people and probably not be in love and not be happy ever. So I can't buy into that storyline. But well, that's just me being I a agree cynical. Complete, dick. No, I agree completely. <laughs> these yeah. these teenage based like fictional romances are hilarious to me because these kids aren't capable of that. They're incapable of having those feelings and I it's. Because you don't know enough about yourself at that point, or empathy, or compassion, or society, to yeah. even make those decisions. Well, yes, but when you... Do you want to insert an Air Force joke? <laughs> I hate the... I, I, I support our troops, but god damn it, I want to shoot one of these fucking things down. It's 5,000 times a day, every fucking day. It's terrible. <laughs> You're just gonna, no. like, every time you hear it, you're just gonna twitch. It, it's, it's like one of those things. It really is. <laughs> Seinfeld moment. They, three. It's always That's, three. Wow. And then sometimes when I guess maybe we're thinking about going to war, they shoot off four. Okay. It's well, I think they're gone. so bad. It's only when we're thinking about going to war. But you wanted an Air Force joke. Uh, well, you, I, I know you got You've one. You've heard mine. I know you got ones. That's why. I have um, a friend in the Air Force. Well, he was in the Air Force. Is he gay? No, he <laughs> 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 I wish John, John if you're okay. listening <laughs> It's okay They're alive now uh, uh, you, know, no, I, you know I was I was in the Navy During the original Don't ask don't tell stuff In the, in the 90s I, yeah. I was in from 90 to 98 So when, when uh, um, You know Clinton wanted to Let gays in the military And the Republican Congress Was freaking out about it That's when That's when I was serving uh, And uh, And so it was there was some severe paranoia about who, or you know who who is a homosexual and who's not, and um, the fact that I was still a virgin. There were yeah, I didn't lose my virginity until I was. I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at the way you said that. Like it was just so abrupt. Well, just, <laughs> was, this is what happened. I mean, yeah. it, you know, but the the fact that I was still a virgin, people assumed a doubt with it. I was gay. Which doesn't really make any sense because I don't know if you know any homosexual males, but they have a really easy time getting laid. I mean, because, you know, it's guys they're after, and guys are sluts. <laughs> we're, we're, we're horribly sluttish. We're, we're terrible sluts. And so, you know, a guy... Go to, like, a neighborhood, like, uh, 
newspaper, not the Fresno Bee, but like some newspaper that's printed and distributed like in Tower District. Mm-hmm. And the personal section, there will be a little bit of women seeking men. There'll be a couple. Yeah. There'll be a, a a few women seeking women. There'll be a good number of men seeking women, and then there will be pages and pages and pages and pages of men seeking men. I've thought it's about this just, a lot, and that sounds it, weird. When I was Why living up in Seattle, there was still? when, when I, I was living up in Seattle, there was uh, a newspaper that was the Capitol Hill District newspaper, and it was like that. There would there would half the paper would be personals, men seeking men. Oh my gosh. I have a theory for why this is two parts, but it, I could come off just sounding entirely ignorant, but probably, but uh, I think it's for two reasons. Because uh, you see the same thing on Craigslist a lot. Uh, not that I'm like looking per se, you but you see, you see that guy. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, but every, every other ad on Craigslist is for gay sex. More or less. Like, if, if you see used condoms 50 cents will deliver, that's gay sex. <laughs> but like, I think part of it is. Uh, the idea with men and women is that like you just bump into each other and that's how you start a relationship or casual sex or whatever at a bar. Not at a bar, or maybe at a bar, but uh, you meet <laughs> at the bar, go back or whatever. It's like the idea is that you just find each other because everybody is sort of looking for that. And I think historically, and this will probably go away in the next like 30 years more so, but historically, like uh, like homosexuals have had to like seek each other out in like niche forms because it's not like... It wasn't. It's not the norm. You have to ask, like, are you gay? Are you well? Or go to a neighborhood, or go to a certain bar where it's where we're all aware of the fact yeah. that we're gay and uh, you know intermingling or whatever. And then I think the other part of that is there's some sort of understanding based on the fact that we're the same. Like when, like, not the same. We're not the same people, but when it, we're not men and women, where we have like different parts. I think that's for some reason part of it. And I could be totally wrong about that, but it's like. Deep down, somehow, like, I know what you have going on underneath, and, like, I'm not as weirded out and vulnerable and scared of it because we're the same. On some really, really deep level, like, we're more similar, and I think we're less afraid of people who are similar. Well, this, this, I, I could be so incredibly off base with that. Heterosexuality is the default because it's the That's, vast yeah, majority. Yeah, exactly. I, I, the estimates that I'm reading all the time are that homosexuals are somewhere between 5 and 10% of the population. So that means... At at most or at, at least nine out of ten people are straight, and and so that means you have to just all, all you have to be able to tell is that the person is the opposite sex. Oh, boobs or yeah. oh, not boobs. Okay, so not now you, boobs. Not well, if you're a woman. Oh, not boobs <laughs> or man boobs. You know, you can you can tell though that, and so you know, I could just look at you and see that you're female, and because default, it's assume yeah. I would I would assume that you're and you if if of course if you're you know, hitting on you you're a lesbian you you would kick me in the balls or something you would you would indicate this. <laughs> I'd like to think I'd be no. a little more genteel but about a, it. A, a woman <laughs> looking at you and seeing another woman doesn't know if you're gay. So and. It, we're not. I, it, are you a lesbian? You know, some no, guy's not going to walk up to you and, and ask you that. Partially because it there's there's still a little bit of a stigma on it. Yeah. Someone if a guy asks another guy, "Are you gay?" It's taken as an insult. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why so, that is. Uh, it, whereas in reality, it might just actually be a question. You know. Yeah. I mean? So uh, you can't necessarily tell just by looking at the person. So you uh, and and you can't just outright ask. So you have to find out in some way first. 
So there's a lot there's a lot more hoops you have to jump through before you can even get to the point of would you like to go out? Well, there's such a broad spectrum of sexuality and human behavior and yeah, preferences and all that. Like I've met women who could build a, like they could build a deck and fuck your wife and just <laughs> just like lumberjack status. And I've met lesbians that I mean they look like me. They look like they're yeah. just well, I mean, okay, I'm not saying like they look like me. I'm the typical heterosexual. Well, yeah, no, but, but I mean, like they're I've, very. I've met straight women that look like indistinguishable. The and could build a yeah, deck, so. yeah. So there's such a broad spectrum. So I mean, I, I, it's so. awkward, but you do have to gauge. Yeah. <laughs> so you got, but but uh, for the you know, really, you, you can't just always tell just by looking at. The person. Yeah. So absolutely, there there do end up being hoops you have to jump through. Mm-hmm. You have to ask. So yeah. asking sort of gets easier to the point where it's just like, oh, we can just ask at this point. Yeah. We can just put it out on the table. You know, I wish we could put to. our guns We could always just wear a sign. It's coming. It's it more and more, you know, progress. Yeah. And you, if you look, you know, if you look back, you can, and True. you see where, how far True. we're, we're going. That's and super I, optimistic. And I think, by the way, I think the whole one in 10, you know, five to 10% thing, I think that's bullshit. I think it's bullshit. I think it's closer between like maybe, and I don't have like numbers, but I think it's like closer to like 20 30 40 percent because apparently like uh and and scientists who uh like dig through archaea archaeological uh like uh anthropologists and stuff like that especially people who dig through dumps have uh you can there's there's this whole school of thought that uh digging through people's trash is the best way to learn about them because you don't you're not selective about what you throw out well i guess nowadays we kind of are but historically through dumps and stuff is uh, a really good way to learn about people and apparently you can look at dumps and figure out that people are categorically terrible at reporting how much alcohol they drink how much sex they're having stuff like that and you can find that out by the stuff that's in the trash well people, i mean of course so people are going to under under report those kinds of things and I because think, they're quote bad and and being gay or or you know whatever um your well, orientation is in society about it so the of stigma of that i mean even still is still higher i think than drinking lots of alcohol or something so i would say mm. based on that i would imagine and i don't think there's any way to necessarily tell through people's trash or whatever but i would imagine that it's it's even higher because like that's something that I, you know I, I even I don't know I, I I just don't think people are are even honest with themselves about it half the time let alone honest with oh, yeah. other people well, there's no, a lot I mean, of shame heaped on them and yeah but it's just it's it's, it's, well, it's mean, getting it's, better and better there's a reason that yeah. even now I think most homosexuals are probably still in the closet a majority even now even with with how how open and accept, accepting the society is beginning to come. There's always that, well, I don't want to deal with... And, and it might not be embarrassment. It not, might not be shame. It might be that I just don't want to deal with my dad. He's yeah. mm-hmm. he's, he's going to freak out. Yeah. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just not going to... You know, I, I, I live in Boston, and he's mm-hmm. in Fresno, California. And it's I, there's no point in telling mm-hmm. him... Because I just I, I just I just want Thanksgiving to be nice. That's the only time I see him, anyways. And then I'll go back to Boston or wherever you live and and, and live my life. And so I think a lot of um, I, I I think even now still a majority of homosexuals don't bother. And and you know what? There's you don't have to come out of the closet as straight, you know. No. But of course it's just assumed. So. They they figure well it's no one's business whether I'm straight or gay so mm. and it that was like, that was the interesting thing I thought about the the uh, the don't ask don't tell policy because 
it was don't ask, don't tell. So not only were you not supposed to say I'm gay, you're also not supposed to ask someone, are you gay? Yeah. Um, and uh, because I was still a virgin, people would ask me. And I would say no, and then they would say prove it. And uh, how? <laughs> Get me one, you know. What are, what are you talking about? Prove it. The don't ask, don't tell. That must have been really hard then to and have so gay sex in the military. By saying no, I'm not gay. I was violating don't ask, don't tell. Wow. Because I was telling oh, that I was yeah. straight. Yeah. It, it wasn't don't say you're gay. It was it was just don't, don't talk, talk about, about it. Yeah. Don't talk don't about ask, it at all. Don't tell so. sounds like something that a. 15 year old would come up with it's like yeah. as like if you're like hey how do we handle this whole gays in the military issue yeah. it's like 15 year old uh you, you know just just tell them all to shut the fuck up about it you know <laughs> yeah. i don't want to yeah, talk about of, it it's embarrassing know, <laughs> there, was, there was a movie with uh demi moore uh gi jane mm-hmm. if either of you seen that no but there was well there was this one scene she's uh the first woman go, to ever go through seals training that's what the movie is about that's cool. and at one per- point during the seals training they pull her out of the training because it's been, um, uh, sus- it's become suspected that she may be a lesbian. And it was funny listening to the, the 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 officer who was telling her that she was being pulled out of the SEALs training, explaining what's going on. He's like, well, there's going to be investigation, but I want to make it clear, we're not asking you if you're, you're a lesbian, <coughs> but we, we are going to have to conduct the investigation before we can allow your, your training to continue and uh, you'll have to restart and you know this they were just starting the investigation as a way to remove her from SEALs mm. training because they didn't want a woman in there wow. but you know it, it, the, in the end um, the moral of the movie seemed to be not that uh, women couldn't handle combat but that men couldn't handle women being in combat uh, wow. yeah I have that, heard that that was that, like a, that, that was an that, actual that, thought a, that seemed to be the the moral of uh, the moral of the story in that movie to me when I, I watched it was that it's that guys wouldn't be able to handle it. They would take unnecessary risks to protect women when they shouldn't be, and they would the guys would not be able to treat the women as just another soldier. I'll say two things on that, and that's like sort of like the whole like old like pirate like no women it's bad luck to have women on a yeah. pirate ship or something. Uh, I feel like it's yeah. like that thought that you know men can't control themselves you know and, and won't yeah. be effective at their jobs. Well, it's like, but at the same time I. Kind, I, I, in no way do I feel like that should be an excuse to not allow well, women what, to be in the military. Or something, but is punishing the victim of the prejudice. Yes. For the other person's part, it's like, right. well, look, I, I hate black people. So if I were in in the foxhole with a black person and and he were injured, oh, I yeah. wouldn't be able to save him. So we shouldn't have any black people in the yeah. military. That's the same. That's the same victim uh, kind blaming. Of, you, yeah, it, totally. And, and so we're going to punish the victim of my prejudice. Yeah. Because I'm prejudiced. Mm-hmm. That's it, it, that, is that the way we solve our problems? However, mm-hmm. I will say, if I was in a like close quarters, like I don't even know what you call it, platoon yeah. or whatever it is, uh, with women, like I would be thinking about those women. Mm-hmm. I, I like, I just couldn't. I mean, I wouldn't think about them in like a derogatory or like or, or like a way that like makes me crazy. So now I'm just not going to do my job. Yeah. But I, when I'm when I'm around women, I tend to. Think about them that way, well, especially I mean, if you're in close quarters. Society, men are the protectors. I don't. I don't mean like even and protecting so, them. It's just like I would like be probably in, if you're if you're cl- like close quarters with with these people for a long period of time because it is a long period of time, right? That you're you're with groups of people. Yeah, yeah. I would eventually start making friends with people and making relationships with yeah. 
I mean, that's what I just look to do as a person. So uh, it would distract me. That's not saying, and and it's not, you know, that's not a reason not to do it. But I do, in some senses, see what they're talking about. But it's an archaic view of, like, of, you know, like, oh, well, then we can't do it. It's like, well, no, we should somehow figure out a way to to make it work. But I I, I don't know. I think it's condescending to men, really. It really is. Because if you can't, like, if you're like, we can't do this because they're going to just spring out and rape them. Like well, I no, really is that what we well, think of not, the that's men? That's not the concern, actually. It, well, let, let me let me try it is, to. It is a part of the discussion l- l- because there is a problem you, in the military of rape. Well, oh, yes, yeah. but that's but a. Let, I mean, that's. Let me, let me try to give you an illustration of what I think they're talking about. Okay, now there's there's a battle going on. You're in you uh, a, a guy is there in the fox hole. There's machine gun nests that the enemy has on the other side, and they're firing. So there's no way to get over there. But there's a woman who's injured out there that is is going to bleed to death um i'm go- there's no way the man can can go out there in the crossfire of all these machine gun nests and save that woman's life but because it's a woman he's going to feel he has to try anyways oh. he's going he's oh, going to take unnecessary risk well What's the? Over I don't think above. that's oh, can, we conduct, yes. can we conduct studies on this? Because is, well, no. is it a biological imperative? Like, how much do we actually well, know see, that's about the, that? That's the claim. Whether there's is study, that well, whether there's studies been made, I have no idea. <laughs> well, but I that's mean, the, claim the point is, is that we guys should, are going. We should and, know and what we're talking the, about before we the, make these the policies. The studies that have been done have been done in like Israeli military, mm. and it is it is uh, from what I have seen, it has found that that is the case. Men are taking unnecessary risks in order to. Well, I always thought that that whole army in thing in general was not not silly. That sounds like kind of crass, but uh, yeah. like the whole like, I, and I don't know how realistic this is, but like the whole Black Hawk Down. Do you ever see Black Hawk Down? Yeah. Where where like the Black Hawk falls and like four people are trapped in it, and then they waste uh, not waste. That sounds like I'm, I'm being an asshole, but they pump in like. 40 guys and like 20 of them die trying to save these four yeah and it's like the whole no man left behind thing but to me it's like i'm just sitting there and this is really like calculating and terrible but i'm just sitting there doing the math and i'm like you just lost 20 people yeah, to try yeah. To save how is how is that them. how is yeah. that makes sense so yeah. i think men or women a lot of times that doesn't make sense in the military to me but well, that's from like a, i think i think it's yeah. there's something to be said about them being in the military and going into battle knowing that someone will come back for you if you do get trapped. And I think there's something yeah. that is important about that, knowing yeah. that they're going to have your back. Well, you know, it's it's not just that one incident. And it, there's there's a lot of things involved. Oh, sure. Where, you know, okay, uh, someone capture, you know, it, there's, there's the four people who are hurt. And... Uh, they send 40 people out to rescue them and, and 20 of them end up getting killed. So just in that one incident, you're looking at it, you're thinking you're trading four for 20 and that's not, that's not, that's bad economics. Right. You know, just that you're losing that many people in order to try to save these four. But you're also sending a message yes. that he, the Americans will come after them. You can go into so battle you, and fight hard knowing that we yeah. will back you up if yeah. you get... You know, and, and that, and, and honestly, that ends up being a lot more important than those twenty people's lives. You know, the right. that, that makes the, sense. the four million people in the U.S. military know that there will be someone coming after you if something goes wrong. It is that knowing that 
and seeing that is more important than the lives of just those 20 soldiers. That makes um, you know, and sense. I've never been in combat, but I, I suspect someone who has would, would that's the, the view that they would take. Yeah. And, and that's why you, you don't leave someone behind. That's why if someone is there, you go after them. Right. It's because, uh, because of that, to, to, so that everyone knows that we're all on the same team and we're going we're gonna to protect each other. Right. There has to be something but to it. They they do it for a reason, you know. Yeah. It, there has to be something to it. What what was the other thing we were talking about that I said I wanted to say for the podcast? Oh shit! There, there there was something something about getting into home country buffet, and hometown old town buffet. buffet. Okay, h- hometown buffet. All right. Uh, <coughs> I went to hometown buffet with uh, um, my uh, my girlfriend, her parents, and and her daughter today. Um, and. They have sneakily greatly increased their prices. Mm-hmm. Mm. And here's, here's the things that they've done. One is they charge for the beverage bar separately now. It does, when you pay, it, it doesn't come with you can go and get sodas and milk and whatever. You pay another $2.40 for that. But they didn't then reduce the meal price you're still paying the same amount for that and maybe even a little bit more. And then the food's not that good, really. Dinner, it, for an adult, is twelve nineteen. For a senior, it's eleven forty nine. Which Holy shit. I don't understand how sixty cents is is a real discount. How can they charge that much for a hometown buffet? And and then they, uh, the the few the the couple of good things that they put out there it, it's funny that there's this little metal skillet thing that like their steak tips comes in yeah they, but then they show that, that on the commercial potato, that has like mashed potatoes in there and they only give you a couple of the little steak tips so they're like here's a couple steak tips and and here's the mashed potatoes that are cheap that we're gonna fill you up on yeah. so I guess you could go and get like several of them and just pick the potato the 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 steak tips out and eat all those to to try to get your money's worth. You know, it's it's like when you see the all you can eat, you know, um, uh, uh, shrimp and salad. Well, you don't want to touch the salad; you just eat a ton of shrimp, so that yeah. you're getting your money's worth. You know, but it, you know the food was okay, but not that great. But certainly not worth what you pay. Yeah, that's. Uh, well, what that's was it? You were you were talking about uh, home, hometown. Please. Well, it, it just doesn't taste. It doesn't taste like real food. It tastes like soy byproducts and gross fillers to me. Like, and yeah. I went there before they revamped the place, so this is yeah. just my opinion <laughs> of the. Well, you, it was it, disgusting, and to be honest with you, I got I got sick. Like, not food poisoning sick, but I just didn't feel awesome yeah. for like four days, yeah. and it, I was just really really disappointed. And yeah. it was like, there's so much food. Oh, it's beautiful, but the the quality was so bad. Yeah. Even their ice cream machine, it was like. Okay, sorry, but it was just like gelatinous and gross, well, you know, they, and they, it was like yeah, oily. It was disgusting. Ice cream should melt. Yeah. Okay, it, well, and it doesn't really melt. It should be made of milk too. I don't know. Yeah. Last time I and, checked, you, know, you get the bowl and you, you <laughs> get the soft serve ice cream out of the machine, and it, you don't get the chocolate because you're going to look at it and think it looks God, like it's a, disgusting. A, a tube of dog poo. And it, you know, it just, they offer Jello too. Who the yeah. fuck? Offers Jello as a dessert. That is an yeah. outrage. That's well, I, not a dessert. When, Cheesecake when there, is a dessert. When I was there, the Jello was with the salad. Which Taking that, a hard stance against that Jello. That seemed really <laughs> odd to me. That 
Jello is Jello is not a dessert. Jello is what you give to kids to fool them into thinking they're getting a treat. It's something you give to someone who has the flu. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's like you can't eat solid food, so here's Jello. That's gross, man. Hometown, step it up. And, uh, step it up. You know, they're they're trying really hard to make it look fancy now. Too. Yeah, it's it's an and illusion. Read what's in their food. It's horrible. Yeah. So. Uh, I'll step. You seem like you wanna. I'll step in for the counterpoint here. <laughs> uh, I love buffets. I would consider myself an expert in buffets. Um, oh, we have a do you have old? Do, do you have old country buffets out here? No, uh, but we have. Uh, no, uh, it's essentially so. it, it, it's the East Coast version we have of, meat of home. Squeeze I would like that. What no? meat squeeze? Meat <laughs> what? What's, I want to know what meat. that is. That sounds like that the sounds one. Like it sounds fun. like a German lady with a <laughs> unibrow just comes to your table and like, here, have your meat, and just squeezes <laughs> meat out. Of it. No, that a meat meat squeeze is where you go to get your buffet food and then someone jerks you off. <laughs> sounded like some sort of a sexual position uh, the meat squeeze it was well you know oh man I went out with this, this chick man she was so hot and the stuff she did to me man was 69 and then she did a deep throat and then she did a meat no. squeeze oh my god you gotta do, you gotta get the meat squeeze man you gotta find a girl can no. do the meat squeeze no it's meat sweet it's uh I don't know how it's spelled but it doesn't sound it's a ton of better. Asian origin meat sweet meat sweet and it's on the Sean Villa uh, and it's oh, it's pretty good. Like you can a, get you can get Chinese sushi thing? and pizza. Yeah, it's like a oh Mitsui buffet. Mitsui. Yeah, Mitsui. Mitsui. I'm oh sorry. my god, Mitsui. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mitsui. Okay. I just say it really quickly. Mitsui. Yeah, it's a, it's a buffet and they have sushi there. Yeah, it's and, excellent. Uh, yeah. I love that place. Mitsui's you know, good. Yeah. One thing. Like that's a buffet. Yeah, yeah. Like, Chinese hometown, buffets are awesome. The hometown is old lady diarrhea and gross things and. Uh, also, uh, <laughs> it's either four star or five star. I can't remember which now. <laughs> But it's on King's. It, it's. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't remember how many stars. <laughs> it's four star buffet or five star buffet. It's one of those two. It's on Kings Canyon Avenue by I think Peach, and that's they're really good there. And uh. they have. Uh, you, you've been to places where they have like uh, uh, they'll they'll make omelets to order. Yes. They make. Oh. Um, Embassy Suites. Oh. They make a. a yes. um, Waffle bar. Chop suey to order. Oh God! Get a little more. Chop suey. Yeah, chop suey. Noodles and different meats and it sounds weird. And, it's good. and fish and stuff. You can, you just put all the stuff you want in your thing on mm-hmm. the plate, hand it to them, they cook it all there. Beautiful. And, oh my and, God. And uh, they have real ice cream. Like there's a person there yeah. who has uh, to scoop awesome. it. Yes. Out of the big round Quality. container and give it to you. They have actual ice cream. They don't have the soft serve disgusting nonsense. They yeah. Have, uh, ice cream in a bowl with a spoon. Yeah. Like actual ice cream. Yeah. I, okay, so. So yeah, five star, I think it's five star buffet on King's Canyon. And I'm always that happy to hear about good buffets, really, yes. because it's about quality and quantity. Yes. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're ever in Las Vegas, you gotta remember this deal. Um, Luxor, Excalibur, and one other, I don't remember which one, but there's these three hotels uh, three casino hotels, they all have buffets in them, and you pay $35, and you can eat for 24 hours at all three of them. No way. That's pretty good. And so, you know, go do this to me right have now. a late lunch <laughs> and, uh, uh, and at Excalibur and go to dinner at 
Luxor's buffet and then have breakfast at the other one and I don't remember what the third one was and then go to early lunch for the for the next one because you get 24 hours yeah you know so it's 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 on the clock you got to watch and so you can for $35 you can eat the 24 oh hours God. of buffet access and those and ones then, are amazing like they're yeah. they're like yeah. huge and the food is actually all good yeah, yeah. and then, uh, there's also a 50 you're gambling yeah. but yeah. they're gonna need to <laughs> yeah. feed you good yeah, there, there's, a, there's a $50 <laughs> deal like that. But that one's like Bellagio and Caesar's Palace. Yeah. And, and there's like seven or eight of them in that group. And you pay $50 and you get access to all of those buffets oh for 24 hours. I got to go so, to Vegas. Yeah, that's, go. Vegas is, is Vegas so much fun. I don't, I don't gamble. The couple of times I've gone to Vegas, I've just gone to see a bunch of different shows. And, and uh, you know, I... I I lost four bucks to an ATM machine. I'm not going near a slot. <laughs> so, there, yeah, I, I just I don't have any faith in my luck <laughs> as far as betting money. But uh, oh my you know, I've seen a couple, I've seen a couple of the Cirque du Soleil because he's an engineer. And, uh, oh. Saw Penn and Teller once, and it was it was <laughs> cool. And my uh, Marie got uh, asked me to take her to this Thunder thing. Yeah, I heard your stand up about that. Yeah, that's <laughs> real. She uh, she as soon as we're, you said we're that, walking I around. And uh, we, I, I didn't get tickets for a show that night because she said that she wanted to go dancing. So mm-hmm. I figured, well, we're going to go to a couple different clubs. We'll be in clubs all night. Cool. And she says, hey, can we go to this Thunder show? And I had oh, no idea. Show. Like, sounds fucking awesome. It sounds Thunder. like Thundercats. Is there going to be lightning too? Uh, so I'm like, well, what is it? And she said, well, it's called Thunder from Down Under. It's just this thing I want to see. Did like, she well, know okay. it was a stripper show? Oh, she at the had t- to. Well, she had of course. To know. And so... So I get the tickets, and it was sixty bucks each for uh, tickets oh plus uh, dinner at the steak restaurant in Excalibur. Mm-hmm. And the good. steaks were not terrible. And, and uh, so we go there, and it's Thunder from Down Under is male strippers. I'm like, great, this is. You did you me. get okay. the? Did, they, did you get the moist seats, the the sweaty seats? <laughs> no, no, no. Front See, row? Here's the thing. If I go, I'm going front row. Well, no, like I said, you, you don't want to sit in the front. Yeah. <laughs> You want to sit in the front of the second section because if you're too close, you can't see. You're looking straight up at the stage. You can't get a good view. You want to sit in the front of the middle section. It's not really like the... And plus, the the front of the middle section is where the dancers picked all of the women out that they took up on stage. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. There's like seven or eight of the guys, and, you know, they all come out and do a, a dance at the beginning, and then each one has their own act that they do that's... You know, they, they, they dance for a minute or two, then they come out in the audience, they pick a girl, they take her up on stage, they do a, 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 a lap dance for her, and then bring her back out uh, and sit her down. And then, then the next guy comes out and he does the same thing. So each one of those dancers does uh, a lap, uh, picks a girl out of the audience, takes them on stage to do a lap dance for him. And then the guy who was last, he brought a woman up on stage, grabbed her hand, yelled, package check and shoved it down his pants like contact yes inside of his because he's stripped down to just the g-string now Mm -hmm. and he just do we need a package check and all the girls like yeah you know and i was like yeah vast contrast to female strip clubs i hear you get thrown out if you touch them uh, oh yeah yeah for sure different girls like act differently because they know that if they let you do like I mean no one's gonna let you do anything real but like if they let you touch them a little bit they know they're going to get more so they'll it's 
but like it's a business it's not, choice. If you if you do any if you did anything yes, like that, you yes. would be you wouldn't even be thrown out. They would probably call the cops if you did something like that nowadays. Yeah. Well, I mean nowadays, like it's I mean, and it should be this way. Like well, you yes, shouldn't be able to do that. Strip clubs are all afraid they're going to get closed down for tr- prostitution. They're all scared to death of it. Yeah, strippers ha- like if you ever catch yourself like shaming a stripper, punch yourself right in the, in the face. face, right yeah. in the fucking face. Right in the face. There are shitty strippers out there who are like mean, evil people. People. Not, I don't have like a shitload of experience with strippers. I'm sounding like I do, but like, <laughs> but like, I could not imagine a more fucking frustrating job yeah. in the world. I mean, you literally every guy you you have to deal with, you're you're in a position where you could be just so many yeah. bad things could Assaulted, happen to you. Really? And, it's just, and then you have the same thing that that happens like what we were talking about way earlier with podcasting, where it's like guys feel like because you had this experience with them, they're entitled sometimes to more with you, yes. or like you know That's delusional true. people. That's true. Stuff like the that. Board, really. In, yeah, they, I mean, there's there's shitty people in every profession profession because there's shitty people. Like, yeah. I it, but sex workers have it so rough, and society is like all yeah, and all the time <laughs> well, society is like, oh, you're probably stupid. Oh, you're probably you know. Well, I I knew a stripper that was working her way through the master's program yeah. at, for neurology. So yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Exactly. Broke that. And then there are also strippers who are you know cracked out on meth. But then yeah, there absolutely. are also mayors who are cracked out yeah. on crack and stuff. So yeah. there's bank Jesus. tellers that yeah. are fucking. They go in their car <laughs> and shoot heroin. Well, that's the thing. I didn't know that was something that was like a really big realization to me. Like when I kind of was in college, that um, I had like this authoritarian point of view where I thought if someone was wearing either like a uniform or had a job title, that 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 meant that they could do that thing, and like they're just gonna do it for you, and they're gonna do it perfectly like that's what i thought as a kid and now i realize like everyone is just a person everyone's yes. fallible when you get to that realization that everyone's fallible that you you know you have to you know check to make sure that you're ca- that you're taking your car to the right mechanic because there is yeah. there are mechanics out there who just don't know what they're doing and won't fix the problem and charge you it's like i thought yeah. if you brought your car to a mechanic they fix it charge you and it's good now yeah. i didn't realize that people could fuck up stuff it, yeah. and it was later on that i realized people are not their jobs they are fallible people who have jobs that starts with the realization that your parents are people too yes because totally. your parents are gods to you as a child they're your protectors and yeah. Well, you know, you're talking specifically about mechanics. I, I had experience like that uh, about that very recently. My um, my car started overheating. I took it to a mechanic to get to get looked at. I paid ninety five dollars for a diagnosis, and uh, he told me that uh, the radiator's leaking, needs to be replaced, and the head gasket is blown, and that that's got to be replaced, and it would be about fifteen hundred dollars for this. And so I just, it's more than the car is worth, and I don't have it right now. So I ended up just junking the car. I got, I sold it to a junkyard for $392. But see, I don't know anything about fixing cars. And so I'm always going to have that question in my head of, well, did it really need the head gasket replaced, or is he just saying that because he wanted to make more money? And, or was he, Wrong. I could have just replaced the radiator, and the car would have been fine and not overheated anymore. And because I have no, no I don't have the technical expertise to check, I will never really know. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, and of course, I, I don't know the guy, and so even 
saying this, I don't mean it as I'm accusing him of, oh, he lied to me. I'm saying I'll never know yeah. because I don't have that, that There's a possibility that, that you could have been lied to. It happens all the time. And just when, whenever you have to hire someone to do something that yeah. you don't know anything about, yeah. that's what you're stuck with. I mean... You know, the, the the guy who cooks your food, you don't know if he sneezed on it or not. Or if know, he cooked it to the right temperature. Yes. Well, Either I mean, more importantly. Once, once you bite in, you can tell Yeah, that's, that's, stuff, that's but, true. But, like, you know, your air conditioner is not working. You, you pay someone to come out and fix it, and he says, well, i got to replace these three parts. Did yeah. he really? Or was it just dirty and the filter was clogged? Right. You know, so it, it, it sucks if you can't. It, it, but that's that's the situation our society has gotten to. I mean, no one even does their oil changes anymore. Right. You know, everyone takes it to Jiffy Lube or whatever to to, to get their uh, their oil changed now. No one does it themselves. I do. Well, the old joke, the old mechanic joke oh, you is. Do? I well, I mean, I I take my car in. I don't know anything about it, and I'm well, scared I, of it. I, so. I, I, <laughs> no, I can't. I am going to have to do the oil changes myself on my bike, because no no one will. Do it for me. No, no one will do no it. No one That's will what work I had to on first a bike they didn't sell. And um, Clausen, I bought it used from them. That's not. They don't actually sell Piaggios. Mm. It just they had a used one that they sold to me. If you want, so I'm gonna have to be. I'm gonna be uh, doing my own maintenance on it. So I'm now. I'm. I finally. It, it took me forever to find one, but I was able to download a maintenance manual. And so I'm going to have to figure out somewhere I can order the air filters and the uh, the oil that I need and the oil filters and everything. And then I'm going to have to go and buy the the tools necessary to, so that I can I can do things like my own, own oil changes on on the bike because if you want you can I, I have to I, you know if you want you can come over here we could uh, try well, and you, do it and if you have uh, uh, you know. You know, tools in, in a we bay do. where I could actually do that work in. We and do? Yeah, I'll, I'll probably... Yeah, that was when I first had to learn how to do it when I... Because motorcycles, like, nobody nobody wants to do it because it's yeah. not worth the money. It's like you have to charge... It, yeah, it's like... Yeah. And they're all different and... Yeah, it's uh, it's annoying. But... Uh, I feel like I interrupted you earlier and you were about to say something. No, well, I was... I would, The thing I was going to say is that, like, the old the old mechanic joke is like, uh, yeah, your left, uh, your left blinker needs fluid. And it's like... Or, or like your, your your locks need fluid, or like or th- th- some other thing that's like total like that uh, that they used to literally like in the fifth. This is like a fifties yeah, joke, uh, but like rearview mirror needs some fluid. Yeah, like they would say that stuff to like housewives who literally were like, true, I don't even know how a car works. Some uh, rearview yeah. mirrors do have fluid in them, and I knew th- I, oh, really? I learned this because someone like I used to drive a Tahoe. It's mm. basically like a Chevy Sil- Silverado engine and like covered. <laughs> and someone came and smashed my side view uh. and this black liquid started leaking oh, out because it was thermal it was it was oh, uh it was it, it was it had like antifreeze in it oh yeah it that's was cool. crazy that's cool and like they actually said you need to replace this and you'll need to replace the fluid and i was like what <laughs> <laughs> That sounds right. Oh, I will say, uh, but it does your situation. Although your sentiment, I totally agree with. Blown head gasket does. It's about fifteen hundred bucks. And if we have a car that has a blown head gasket that ends up, we end up, you know, owning it straight to the junk because they're not yeah. worth fixing. You know, yeah. so you that does sound okay. standard. Yeah. However, well, but just, you're I mean, totally right in your sentiment. Yeah, no, I understand your suspicion. That same thing happened to my dad, and it cost him this beautiful classic car uh, because the mechanic told him this is all this is all messed up. You're never gonna be able to afford. He was in college. He was this beautiful like mint green. I forget the the model. I'll tell you guys later. But um, 
It was this gorgeous car. I saw a picture. He had to sell it because he's. He, I'm in college. I can't afford the repairs. And yeah. the guy he sold it to, he goes, there was nothing wrong with it. I fixed it in one day and drove it for the next 10 years. That's another thing. Yeah. We'll get people who, who leave their yeah. cars here because they're like, it doesn't work. You know, that, that's the other side of the spectrum. People will come in here and be like, yeah, it doesn't work. It's not, I'll, I'll, I don't want it. And they'll sign it over to us and we'll be like, okay. And then find out all it needed was uh, a catalytic converter or something. Wow. Something like that. And, and like the people just didn't know. And that's it's unfortunate. Like some yeah. people have uh, certain expertises, and it's it yeah. advantageous. At well, you know, it's the in I, I sold it to Pick Apart, and yeah. they gave me three hundred ninety-two dollars for it. And you know, if it turns out the head gasket is fine, then that means that they're going to pay a hundred and something dollars for a radiator. Take the old one out, throw it away, put the new one in, or pull one off of one in their junkyard. They won't know. do that. They and, they and can't then sell the car. They can't once they once they receive the car, they cannot sell that car again. They're going to part it well, out. And there then, are several cars there for sale. Then the, that would be a car that, that someone is just putting there and selling. Oh, they okay. Legally, once they accept a car, it's getting crushed. They're, they'll oh, they'll okay. sell every piece, every usable part on it yeah. first, which pick apart. They'll pick yeah. it apart, sell every usable piece, and then when it's down to, like, nothing that anybody can use, crush it, sell it for metal. Yeah. So they, they legally cannot let that car back oh out. My God. And it's interesting when you go there because we, we take cars there – you know, every couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting when you go there, like there's all these things that they have to do. Like they keep all the trunks open because I guess back in the day, mobsters, I, I think this is the reason yeah. for it, would put people in the trunks well, when it gets seen crushed or whatever. So every car has to have its trunk open. It's, yeah. it's kind of cool. That's it's it's really cool, cool when you go down there. There's so many like giant <clears throat> piles of weird metal that's covered in oil. It's really like a dystopian kind of weird place. Yeah. We always end up, well, not we. This is the first time I've ever done this podcast. Ooh, get it, get it together, Chrissy. But um, <laughs> you guys great. always thank you. But you guys always end up talking about something related to automotive industry. I, I was it's afraid of that too. Here. In my head, yeah. I was driving over here. I was like, if they start talking about fucking cars, I'm I'm just be quiet because uh, I don't know anything. Well, no, actually, you know what? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not like bashing it. Cars is a thing in our society that everyone, everyone. has something. Yeah, to it's about. yeah. You know, because everyone drives. You know, unless you happen to live like in Manhattan. And, and yeah. That's, that's well, the one I've been place, to pick really, and pull. I've been to all these places. You don't need uh, a, a vehicle to get around in because the train, you know. If someone put a but, gun to my head and said, how does an engine work? I would just be like, blow my brains out. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. Well, actually, I would say, well, look, this isn't really important enough for you to shoot me. Why over. exactly are you so interested? <laughs> oh, man. You know, I, I use that analogy all the time about me not knowing Spanish, and I'm amazed no one's ever done to me what I just did to you about it. If someone put a gun to my I took Spanish for two years in high school and two years in college. Someone put a gun to my head, I probably wouldn't be able to count to 20. And really? No one has ever said, I would probably say, why are you putting a gun to yeah. my head over this? Yeah. It doesn't seem important enough <laughs> I to, use that analogy to shoot you was. over. I, mean, I do, no, cause, but, yeah, partially because I like talking about me dying in weird situations oh, right. for some weird reason. I don't know. Because I, I feel well, like that you know would what? happen. I'll to try me. to come up with a few ideas. How <laughs> I'm gonna die! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> oh man! Um, I would like that, like a character in like a sketch that, like, to get anybody to do any, like, he, whenever he asks anybody a question, he puts a gun to their head. Like, <laughs> how you guys doing today? <laughs> Click. And, like, just it's, it's how beautiful. He can't communicate socially without putting a gun to people. He just needs you the go out tonight. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh my god! I don't even know how I would handle now. that. Well, you know what? My uh, my I my ex boyfriend asked me one time, uh, like, if you were 
about like not about to be raped like in the situation of where rape was gonna occur oh. and you had your wits together like and you weren't panicked like what would you say to the guy and i was like oh oh wow. oh oh well besides all that i don't know if he's gonna he's probably not gonna like oh i guess i won't but oh, well you know <laughs> i i don't know i guess i you, i would probably you nicely you know if i had my wits together i would probably say something I have <laughs> seriously I'm 100% serious. But I wouldn't think of that at the time. I would just yeah, scream and yeah, probably be terrified. This is a horrible subject to talk about. I'm say, sorry. You know what, Joel? Everyone warned me about you. <laughs> oh, man. Kidding. I'm kidding. It's, a, oh, it's yeah. just like... <laughs> I got really intense for a second there. It's Bring a, it down. It's just like... Well, it's one, those, it's one of those things where, like, you could never... You could never imagine what you'd say. Like, I mean, yeah, we could really. talk about what, what we think we'd say now... But, like, what? if it was actually happened to you, I'd probably just yeah. be... Like, if somebody had, like, a knife to your face or something, I'd probably just scream or be quiet or something or whatever. Because yeah. you, you don't know how you'd act. Your brain takes over in yeah. ways that you're I not know used exactly. to experiencing. I know exactly what you're talking about. John Jones has a bit about uh, prison rape. If you ever get a chance oh, to see him do stand-up comedy, it's <laughs> hilarious. But, uh, so he, he has he has put some thought into this, and he's got a really, really funny bit about that, actually, it's like, because he, he talked about when he went to jail and they put him in the cell with like this seven foot black dude and, I, and he's like shit what do I do if he wants me <laughs> wow. and, and, but uh, um, you know I'll have to see if he's got a video of that of that bit on YouTube somewhere but if not uh, if you uh, ever get a chance to see John jo- John Jones do stand up comedy he's got he, that, that bit is hilarious but uh, Jim anyway. Norton has a good one about prison rape too oh yeah like Jim Norton's bit about prison rape like I can't I die every time I listen to it. Like I've heard it a million times. Can I, I ruin? Because can I ruin? Like I don't think he, I don't necessarily think he's gonna film it. So can I ruin his closer from when I saw him? Can I can I tell you what his closer was when yeah. I saw him last week? I want to know. I saw him at Cobb's. Yeah, I saw him at Cobb's. I'm not gonna do it. It's just it was so. I mean, and imagine it's the end of the set, building mm. the whole time. He's having a great set, and at the end, he's talking about how he likes getting fucked with strap-ons by girls. Yeah, and uh, I'm not surprised. And it's the old. And I've heard this joke a million times um in like a heterosexual sense I've never tried that. where it's like the guy where where someone has and it's I, I thought the first person who told this to me i thought it was totally real and then i realized it's a stock story that people will tell you trying to pass it off as their own but someone will say oh yeah my brother you know he was fucking this girl in the ass and she you know she, you know he pulled out when he was done and she just started shitting on him and like <laughs> it's it's a stock story that like i've heard from other people who always purport it as their own and uh but so he did that joke essentially um and then but it was like a girl fucking him with a strap on but then he closes it by like talking about how he has a shit so then he's like telling instructing her on how to get out of the strap on because he's like honey just leave it in just you need to get out of here just leave it in and he's like doing the whole act out of taking off the strap on and he's just and i just sat there with it for the rest of them and it was i died like i i had one of those uncontrollable like ha ha laughs that like you that i was embarrassed about later well, you know, oh I, I suspect God. that the reason that the oh animal always goes so well in the movies is because that they pre- prepared ahead of time. Right. I, I, I expect that the, the, the catcher has done an enema or two 
before filming so yeah. they, they're cleaned are we, out are we talking about and, porn or are we talking uh, about like feature well, films because I remember a lot maybe I'm not going this, to the right theater, <laughs> I think that this is a, a good uh, note of caution for anyone out there who's considering trying anal is that they should they should uh, they should anima anima first you anima know, prepare up. yourself anima, anima up. up and get some lube and be ready you know you don't you don't just Ooh, hey honey lube I'm is home a must work. I imagine you know you don't just do hey honey I'm home from work uh, I had chili for lunch to throw in the strap uh, on. No. Jesus you got, Christ. You want to clean yourself up. Also, I had chili for lunch. Oh, my God. I just want to keep you updated on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, uh, that's about an hour, so I guess uh, we're going to stop the podcast. So thanks, guys. Oh, my gosh. Guy and gal that's, for doing the podcast. This was so much fun. Thanks, for sure. Joel. Um, thanks for having me. Uh, I did, I, do you guys have anything coming up you want to try to plug any any shows you're going to be doing in the near future you want to talk about? Uh, no, <laughs> but I am at, uh, Ben and I are both usually at Grog's on Monday at yeah. 8.30. At Willow and Knees. Yeah, at Willow and Knees. And at, at the same intersection, there's Mother Mary's on Thursdays at 8. Yeah. Yes, also that at is, Willow and Knees. Yeah. That is the, and, uh, the I, I do ground zero of ground, comedy yeah. in Fresno. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, those, uh, and I try to get to both of those shows every week. I'm uh, hoping to get booked at some point and, and then have, and then plug it. Tonight <laughs> is the hilarious open mic. It's in Tulare yeah. at... Um, what is the name of that bar? It's downstairs in downtown. It's in the, the basement in downtown Tulare of, of the building. This will be my first time going if I end up going today. Uh, just look up the word. Well, of course, it's it's tonight. By the time I post this, it'll be over. But uh, uh, I, I'm not going to be able to make it out there this weekend. But um, I have a show on September 6th. It is going to be in the banquet room of the Denny's at First and Shaw. The headliner of that show is Johnny Osborne. Oh, nice. He yeah. is hilarious. Really funny. Uh, featuring is uh, Byron Campbell. He is hilarious. And he I, I love his opener. He, uh, he's got the sunglasses on. And he's just like, I'm the per- coolest person in this room. Now let me tell you why. And he takes the sunglasses off, and he's got another. Oh pair of sunglasses. yeah, I, I have saw that. Seen that. I, oh, I have seen that. I can't think of who that is, but I've definitely seen that. Let me tell you bit. why. You, you know, saw he came to Grogs. Okay, he came to Grogs. And uh, opening show is going to be uh, Sean Boogie. Uh, I don't think you guys have met him, uh, but uh, another local comic here in town. And I, of course, will be hosting as always. Uh, tickets are ten dollars in advance or fifteen at the door. And if you mention that you heard it about the show on this podcast. I will give you five dollars off the ticket price if you if you buy them at the door. So and a hug. Mention yes, I we'll will give, give you a, you a hug. hug too. I like Ooh. hugs. I'm a big fan of hugs. Nice. Uh, but uh, you don't. I don't. You don't have to get a hug if you don't want. You to. have to get a hug. Everyone <laughs> gets a hug. <laughs> Tell you what, uh, Chris, if you turn down Christy the hug, it's an additional five. <laughs> and Christy and Ben will be there, and you get to decide which of them you want to hug. I will be giving. Gonna I'm going to encourage you to choose me. I'm very comfy. He's very comfy. I'll be giving reach arounds. You know what? You might want to so go with Ben. So that means he's going to hug you from behind <laughs> with the strap on. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, that's uh, Saturday, September 6th. At uh, The show is at 7 p.m., but feel free to, to get there a little bit early so you can order your food. And it's in the banquet room, so when you get there, just head straight to the back. And uh, uh, I, JT Foreman, I will be there to, uh, to welcome you to the show. Uh, thanks a lot for uh, doing the podcast again. Thanks um, for having me. I am JT Foreman. I am here with uh, Christy Farley. 
and Benjamin Kaplan. We are the Bitter Comics, and I will talk to you again next week. Peace. Peace out.